We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. that Sopranos episode? I mean, I watched Sopranos for the first time over the pandemic. Yeah. Over the pandemic, like it's the summer. Yeah, yeah, me too. I watched it recently too. I always knew like, it's weird. It was one of those shows where I knew so much about it having never watched it yeah. because it was such an iconic show. Yeah. I feel like it was the first of its kind, bro. Even though I was still young when it was first coming up, like it was like 98-ish into like the early, early 2000s. 2000s. But I just remember that show being so polarizing where people were actually at their TV way before DVR and shit and all that. But like people actually would be glued watching it. You know what other show was like that? Well, hold on. I was going to say Tony Soprano was one of the first anti-heroes. It's the idea of you fall in love with a bad guy. Yeah. Yo, wrestling hero, bro. Yeah. He is the... uh, Like you shouldn't like Tony Soprano. Like the character in that show... It's not like a good guy. But they find a way. You fall in love yep. with that. Yeah. Um, wrestling heel, son. Everything is wrestling. I try to tell you. So what What episode is that or what? No, nah, but there's a scene where Tony walks in and they're having like one of those meetings at the club. Okay, okay. He's like, there he is. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> At least in that clip to die. I got to get the screenshot. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, the best. Damn. Yo, crazy weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everyone's saying best weekend ever. All four games decided by 15 points total. Yeah. Coming into the week, too, if you took all the point spreads, no one was favored by more than a touchdown. Okay. So it was the tightest the division around has ever been. Of since If you go back to 1978, that's as far back as like the, the statistic that I saw was. Mm-hmm. If you go back to 1978 and you take all the implied to- point spreads – of the four games in the divisional round and added them up, this past weekend was the tightest it ever was. Damn. So And it played out why those games were the way they were. Last night, obviously, I feel like everyone said it. I feel like we got to work backwards, backwards. right? Yeah. The most recent thing we saw was Bill's Chiefs. Oh, man. Where do you want to start? All right, yo, so I want to just like 
put you put you in someone else's body for a second. Okay. Stone Cold? Imagine if you're someone who had like never watched American football. Right. <laughs> and imagine you put that game on and that was the first game you watched. Mm-hmm. Imagine thinking like this is the norm for quarterback play. Oh yeah. <laughs> like imagine being like, oh, so this is what the quarterbacks yeah. do. Oh, that's why you guys always talk about that position, right? That's important. Yeah. That's why they get all the money. Like yeah, and you know, watching that game, it almost makes you feel like Having one of those, it's like almost impossible to not win if you if you don't have one of those guys. Obviously, we're gonna see what happens within some of those other games on the other side. But those guys clearly have everything on their shoulders. Yeah, no joke. Yeah. Well, I like also what you're saying there because one of my takeaways from that is if you're in the AFC, yeah, you know I'll go with this. If you're in the AFC, right? This is who you got to go through. How many teams do you think have a guy like that? I think there's one that won this weekend also. I think Burrow is that kind of alpha swagger. Maybe he's not as gifted a thrower or he's never going to make any crazy wild throws like, yo, 90 yards off the left foot. But he got like he got he's balls, got the juice. right? Yeah, he got, he got the sauce. That's just going to last forever. And then the only other guy I can think of, and I want you to tell me because you know I got a boner for him. It's I think, Herbert. I think Herbert is, for the quarterbacks is, for is sure. that guy. Like. I know it wasn't a playoff game, but what he did in that Sunday Night Football game, that was a playoff-type mm-hmm. atmosphere. That's it in the AFC, right? So the Is road- Lamar not there at all? I don't think so. No, no, no. Because of, of his passing ability? I just don't think Lamar is on that level with those guys. Okay. From Do it in the playoff situation? Because, I well, mean, Lamar's got an MVP, and yeah. the offense is totally built around him, but I understand. I, I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I think that he'll probably be the fifth guy. Yeah. But there's like, there's a hierarchy. Those two guys you we were talking about the A plus game, right? How wild is that? That we said, <laughs> if though if if you knew for a fact that these guys were gonna have an A plus game, who would you take over them? And it's like they both had an A plus game. Yeah, son. that was so wild. So to me, if I'm looking at the AFC, if I'm a fan in the AFC, I'm looking at the landscape of it. It's like at some point I'm gonna run into these one one of these motherfuckers, and it's. It's probably quiet. We have to for build you. our teams to beat those guys. Yeah, man. Like it used to be, it used to be build your roster to beat your division. I was like, hey, we have to go through these unreal quarterbacks, so we got to figure something out. Fuck. Uh, I, when I was watching Josh Allen yesterday, it reminded me of the Vince Young Rose Bowl game against USC. Yo, first first sporting event of my life that I was like, I'm gonna be talking about this shit years later. The, last night or the no 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 or the, the Rose Bowl game, bro. He's my favorite college quarterback. Well, the reason why I wear number ten is not Eli Manning. It's because of Vince Young, bro. That was my guy. That in that game, there were so many similarities in the sense of, oh, I'm dropping back. Mm-hmm. How many times did Josh Allen drop, especially on like big third and fourth down conversions? Drop back, nothing's there. Scramble, pick up the first down. He was faster than everyone on the field. He's bigger and stronger than almost everyone. On, well, not everyone on the field, but. Amongst a lot of his kind of peers, you know, in terms of guys yeah. he'd be running, he's a linebacker, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just so impressive. But they, it's the Josh Allen show. I mean, Gabriel Davis. I was Bro. a little. Yeah. I, look, I'll, let me say something, and we'll talk about the defense in a bit. I was a little skeptical of the Bills skill guys. I've kind of that was one of my themes throughout the entire year. Yeah. After Diggs and Inox is nice, but 
there, there's more to be desired there. I think Gabriel Davis kind of shut me up a bit in terms of he kind of proved himself. Well, to be fair, he was a second-year guy. Yeah, for sure. And there was a lot of guys ahead of him in the depth chart. Like, I know in the fantasy community, anytime uh, Manny Sanders out with COVID or an injury, Cole Beasley out with COVID or an injury, whatever it was, if one of those guys missed, Gabe Davis, it's time. like, yo, Gabe Davis. And you know who else was like that too? Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. There were guys who... You man manufacture touches for them more so for Isaiah McKenzie because like Gabriel Davis is a pretty good wide receiver. Even last year he showed some yeah. touches too. But no one saw fucking eight for two oh one and four touchdowns. And the uh, route where where homie fell. Yo, yeah. I uh, was at the fourth down throw. Yeah, fourth and fourth and eighteen, I think it was. I thought it was fourth and twenty. It, it might have been fourth and nineteen, maybe. It, it might have been. But yo, speaking of Josh Allen, like dropping back and shit, how crazy was it? Didn't you expect him to take like a crazy, crazy sack? Also, because how many times was he like going to pass and he would stiff arm Frank Clark or Chris Jones or something, or even that check down that he threw to Singletary? You're yeah. like, oh, just throw it into the dirt. He made just some unreal plays with his legs too, and Mahomes did as well. Don't get me wrong. I think Mahomes really kind of. Adapted in the sense of, okay, you guys are going to play back. I'm going to be patient. I don't think he completed a ball early through early in the game or could have been the entire game through the air more than 20 yards. Anything over 20 yards, it was like a yak play. Yeah. So he did a great job of taking what the defense gave him, and then he obviously used his legs a whole bunch. Mm. But I just mean Josh Allen, the whole, the whole package is – that their offense is built around his legs as well. Where Mahomes is, oh, it breaks down. I'll use my legs and I'll and, and I'll get creative. Josh Allen's legs are built into his offense as well. That's kind of the difference. I think Josh Allen had a better game, hmm, because he had to do more individually. I I'm just saying. Call me crazy. I know Mahomes had an amazing game, and I'm not trying to literally. I'm not taking anything away from him. Yeah. I'm just simply saying, based on what Josh Allen had to do with his legs. You know, and I also feel, and, and, and we'll probably talk about it, I think, you know, I, I think Buffalo's defense was a little overrated. Mm -hmm. And so you're going up against, I think, you know, the Chiefs' defense was a little bit better than Buffalo's. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's it's hard. I got the numbers in front of me. 329 and four touchdowns, no turnovers for Josh Allen. And then Mahomes had 378 and three touchdowns. How crazy is it that we, at the two-minute warning, after that, 25 points got scored? Could you imagine holding an under ticket? Under was 55. It closed at 55, right? A lot of people were betting the over. And it's like, damn, son, how did this game not go over, right? You're looking at it. There were 21 points, 21 and 23, 44 points at the two-minute warning. <laughs> You're saying to yourself, hey, if this goes to overtime, even if they score a touchdown, we're good. We're cashing. Even if both teams kick a field goal, we're cashing, baby. And then, fireworks. Fireworks. That was the wildest finish, I think. I think sometimes we fall into traps with this game, right? Do you think this is the best game you've ever seen? It's up there. It's definitely up there. But I do think we're a prisoner of the moment. Like, because I the whole game wasn't as great. The whole game wasn't as great. The last two minutes, bro, the Super Bowl that the Pats beat the Falcons, that wasn't a good game. It was 28-3. That was not a good it game. A, it was a blowout. Yeah. The last 17 minutes or 18 minutes of the game was an amazing ending. Yeah. So I think we fall into traps of what amazing endings are that clouds our judgment of what the, a good but game was. that ending was so good, you can make the argument that... For this one? You talked about yesterday? It covered up the whole game. Sure. That's or definitely like, fair. You, you think about it. Because to me, to me, I still think that Rams-Chiefs game, 
start to finish was 105 points were scored in that game. And it was just back and forth. And in that game, too, I remember when we used to do the pod with all the other guys, I would say, yo, the defense has actually played pretty well in that game, too, son. Like, the defense has had some de- defensive touchdowns. I'm talking about that Monday Night Football game. So, yeah, the, it, this is tenfold because it's a playoff game, yeah. right? So I get that also. And it's the two guys who everyone feels like, you know, the whole you build a franchise, who you picking. These two guys are not falling past five. Like, these are in your top five. And then you had the revenge narrative. You lost to them last year. Stephon Diggs with the picture. And then it's like, dude had three catches. Like, what's up with that? I mean, they it, it was the Josh Allen show, man. Was, I'm, I'm yeah. looking at the box score again. You know, I hate to be, you know, you know box score Bob, but Singletary got 10 carries. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did we say the entire run leading up into the playoffs and into the Patriot game, right? It was, oh, they, yeah. Singletary got going, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? They right? discovered a running game, right. And what happened? I Quiet. just, obviously, you, there's no, you, you can't, like, I'm not trying to nitpick here. I'm just trying to look at it after the fact, right? right. What, what, what can you kind of identify? What could have maybe gone differently? You know, just, those are just some things you look at. But it was an unbelievable game. And those are two guys who are going to play each other how many times? In the rest of their career, how many times in the playoffs? How many more times? I mean, you got to figure them to probably finish. Unless it's like some wacky season like this one, you're probably always going to play in the AFC title game. Like if you finish first and second in your conference. You're going to play one of the two. Well, they're going to probably meet in the AFC title game. Yeah. And I, I think you know what it's going to come down to, bro? Honestly, who, who's, who has home field? That used to be that the game. Co- that game that used is different to be, in Buffalo, for sure. That, that conversation used to be the same when it was Peyton and Brady. All of Peyton's big wins never came in Foxborough. They beat him in 2006 with their interception. Jackson had the interception. It was in Indy. They beat him another time in 2009 in Indy. All the playoff losses that Peyton had, they were all in Foxborough. Because yeah. remember, it used to be like, all oh, the dome team coming outdoors. It's snowing and shit. And then they, they would get shut out or something. It'd be something ridiculous. But for the most part, I think what's going to happen is Josh Allen is going to fall into the same trap that a lot of dudes felt would happen when they would run into Brady in the AFC. If you run into Mahomes, it's quiet for you. And he's just going to be like, yo, that other guy is just better than me. Yeah. That's it. And the only way the only way you can navigate past that, if you're like a Bills fan or, or Josh Allen, it's like, you, you know, in, in the SEC, everyone's always like, oh, this coach gets fired because he can't beat Nick Saban. Yep. It's like you beat everyone else, but you can't beat Nick Saban. It's like, well, Nick Saban it, beats everybody, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah, you lose to Nick Saban. It's like, that's the cream of the crop. That's how I think people are going to be looking at the Chiefs and Mahomes. As long as this this version of Mahomes and Andy Reid and uh, and the Chiefs exist, and especially if they have home field. Yeah. Dude, he's only lost to Tom Brady in the playoffs. <laughs> the Chiefs were my, my pick against the spread over the weekend because they were undervalued at home. It's down to a pick em at one point. Not yeah. a pick em, minus one, essentially a pick em, right? And you're looking at it like... This dude has only lost to Brady. And at home, he's covered every game against the spread unless they unless he left early. Like And what did we and, and we I we used to say it back in the day, or I, I used to say it, and I I didn't know if this was like like dumb or not, but I was just like, I'm gonna bet Brady and the Patriots to make the Super Bowl every year. Yeah. You're gonna get the value at some point. You're gonna catch value on the Patriots and Brady going to the Super Bowl at some point during the year. It's, you're, it's gonna get to plus enough. It's gonna get to a plus enough number at some point, and you just jump on it. Well, we used to say you should bet them at the beginning, beginning of the year because the they'd be like plus six hundred, yeah. and then come playoff time, they'd have the bye week, 
And then before you know it, it's like, all right, they're 3-1 to one now to win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, you're right. And the then, Patriots is a faster start. But with the Chiefs, there's been times where— Hey, November 1st, they were 16-1 to one on yeah. win bet to win the Super Bowl. And you're talking about the preseason favorite coming into it, yeah. them in Tampa Bay. Can I just talk to you? Because we were talking about this before with the Bills. Because people, the, the, one of the big storylines is, oh, change the overtime rule. Right. Which, come on. Come on. Well, I, I wanted to, I had another, I had an idea. Bro, give me my flowers, though. Have I not been yelling about this shit for years about overtime sucking? They just changed the overtime rule, though. How many yeah, years ago? Yeah, but not, yeah, but it's still wrong. So they got to change it again. Yeah. That was not, bro. So they changed the original overtime, which sucked which even was worse. was terrible. Because it was like, yo, you win the coin toss, all you need is what, 40 yards to kick a field goal? Yeah. Or in some cases, 30 yards because you have Justin Tucker or you have one of these guys that hit these bombs and shit. McPherson now, kickers, got to show him some love. But, dude, that used to be worse, and they change it, but it's still not the best that it could be. So just because something changed doesn't mean that it's the best that it could be. The overtime rule, I've been clamoring for this for years. We even talked about this during some overtime games during the regular season. It is a joke, and it's ridiculous that we go into overtime, and because we flip a fucking coin, I don't get to touch the ball. I'm Allen. You're Mahomes. Our season comes down. To a coin flip? No. It should be you won the coin flip. You score a touchdown. Dope. I get to respond. I score a touchdown after that sudden death. Yo, Bills had 13 seconds to respond. That, yes. Both could be true, though. But what about? Both could be true that the defense should have played better and the overtime rules are not as good as they should be. Absolutely. can. But I think anything can be improved. Like, I mean, not everything in this world. But, I mean, you can kind of, I feel like you could look at something and nitpick everything. You know what I mean? Is that not – there's a yeah. lot of kind of, I guess, rules within the game of sports across all of them there where it's like you can look at something and say, oh, well, maybe this could be different or maybe this could be different. I totally understand your point though. But do you think that's a fair way to lose in overtime? Do you think it's right that if you win the coin toss, you have a significant advantage? Since 2010, since 2010, when the overtime rules – change the, these new overtime rules teams that get the ball first in the overtime period there's been 11 playoff games what is the record of the team that wins the coin toss mp in 11 games yeah seven and four ten and one damn but those are yeah all right i got it those are and and and, and teams I that have won the coin toss have gone out and won the game on the first possession seven times in the playoffs, right? In the playoffs. Let me say something. Which means, hold on, winning the coin toss isn't an automatic W, but it is a clear advantage. Yeah. I also think that number's higher because those are playoff teams, and those are probably better quarterbacks. Those are probably better offenses. I wonder if they could do a situation where in the regular season, maybe there's a tie. But in the playoffs, it's a different story. Maybe the other team gets a chance in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Because in the regular season, you could be playing two shitbag teams and the offenses aren't moving anywhere. You know what I mean? Where it's a situation where, okay, if you change the rule for the playoffs only, it's like there's a good chance that other team will score a touchdown. You know what I mean? If the first team does. So maybe it's a situation where, you know, you keep it as is for the regular season and then you can change it for the playoffs. That could be an interesting idea. Because I agree with you. At least in the playoffs, no way should it end that way. Um, did you hear about the rule that the Ravens uh, proposed last year? I heard, but I didn't see exactly what it was. All right, so 
we're playing against each other. The ref flips the coin. Uh-huh. If you win the toss, you pick where you place the ball. <laughs> then the other team gets to pick if they want to play offense or defense based on where you put the ball. So it's like, say the Chiefs won the toss. Sorry. If the Chiefs won the toss, the the Bills would have said, okay, put the ball like on the one-yard line. Do you want the ball? Or like, the, 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 I'm, I'm fucking it up now, but... It's the as a component of having the other team. It's called like a spot I, spot scenario where it's mm-hmm. like the other you the other team spots the ball and then you make the decision if you want to play offense or defense. I gotta find it and I'll read it for you. But there's a little bit more of element of strategy. It's like okay, they placed it on the 35 yard line. Is that far enough down the field where we think you know we can maybe drive and score a touchdown or now nah, it's on the 20. Our defense is playing good. We'll let them you know, start on the 20. Some it's it, it's it's kind of along those lines. It's a little confusing, but there's more strategy involved. Yeah, I definitely want to look into that more. It, it seems interesting. It also seems a little complicated. I figured, I found it. Can I just say it real yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it's a, it's called the spot and choose rule. It was proposed by the Ravens last year. Um, so under this rule, one team would choose the yard line where the overtime drive starts, and then the other team would choose whether they want to play offense or defense based on where the ball is spotted. So, for instance, if Team A and Team B were playing in overtime and Team A won the coin toss, it would pick any spot on the field where the first drive of overtime would start. If it picked the 10-yard line, 90 yards away from the end zone, Team B would then get to choose whether it wanted to play offense or defense. The overtime in this proposal would be a 10-minute sudden death period, and the other rules would be the same as they are now. If a team scores a touchdown on the first drive, they win, but if they kick a field goal, the game continues. So this rule would take the coin flip out of overtime. It's 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 like there's a lot of strategy involved in right. how your team is. If my defense is getting ripped apart, but my offense is flowing, you know, if the team is putting me on the tent, like like let me ask you a question: How deep into the Chiefs, you know, side of the field do you think they would have said, "Okay, we'll take this ball and we'll go score"? The ten yard line, the twenty, like how far back? The five? I think anywhere. That's yeah. that. So that's yeah. <laughs> that's cool, right? But I think Buffalo would have said the same thing. Exactly. Too. That's why that rule is. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's dope. That's dope. It's like, what's that number? Yeah. You know what's funny? Chiefs fans were bitching and moaning about overtime rules when it happened against them in the first With AFC the Brady, title game. The Brady. The Brady, right? But then yesterday, guess who was loving it? Chiefs fans. Even Josh Allen said, yeah, if it was the other way around, Bills fans would be happy and excited. Now Bills fans are complaining. But a lot of people were complaining, too. And... And sometimes, yo, they're going to make changes to the overtime. I can guarantee you they're going to yeah. make changes. You know why? Because the same shit happened when Des Bryant didn't catch the it. The catch rule. Yeah. They'll probably play around with something. They're going to do something different. Something different is going to happen. Maybe in the regular season, they leave it as is. Now, the yeah. current new format. But I think come playoff time, it's like, yo, it's ridiculous, bro. Yeah. Like, Allen at least, or, or anyone, any quarterback. Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs has multiple losses in the playoffs in which he doesn't touch the ball in overtime. There's been countless times. Do you know, you mentioned before the uh, the good quarterbacks, right? Like maybe that's why. These are the games in which the overtime rules have presented themselves, right? Broncos, Steelers, Tim Tebow. Uh, Giants, Niners. Giants won the coin toss. He won and the Super Bowl that, that year. Was, that was uh, the, the fumble. The Kyle punt. Williams, yeah. the fumble. Shouts to him. Uh, Broncos versus Ravens. 
the Joe Flacco bomb. The Is bomb. Jacoby Jones. No. Jacoby, yeah, Jacoby Jones, baby, goat. Should have won uh, MVP that that Super that Bowl. That got role. Flacco paid. Uh, Seahawks versus Packers, the one that I was just referencing to. Uh, Jeremy Curse, mm-hmm. boss stick with the onside kick. Then you got Cardinals Packers again. That's Aaron Rodgers, not one but two fourth and like twenty somethings that he converts. Never touches the ball in overtime. Patriots Falcons in the Super Bowl. Pats go on that run, 28-3. We know they go to overtime. All the momentum's on their side. They win the coin toss. Everyone knew the game. It was clip. Game was over. Rams Saints, the no call. Saints Damn. won the coin toss in that one, though. Saints won the coin toss they in that one. They had that one. shot. I mean, granted, they got fucked in regular. Chiefs Patriots, Pats win the coin toss, go on and win. And then Bills Texans, Texans win the coin toss. They go out there and win. Vikings Saints. Kyle Rudolph, back of the end zone, 2020. Dalvin Cook scoring multiple touchdowns. That was another one, too. And then what we had yesterday. Yeah. I hear you. I just think that... And in some of those... Sorry to cut you off, but in some of those situations, you could make the argument that the, the, you know, the worst team won. Right? The, I would... you Everyone... I don't want to like be like generalized here, but I feel like the consensus was that Broncos team wasn't as good as the Steelers that year. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can also make the argument San Francisco was better than the Giants that year, right? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, in some of sure. these instances, it actually obviously yeah. went against uh, it. Peyton Manning broke the, the – he threw 55 touchdowns last year when they lost – that year when he lost to the Ravens. Um, Packers <laughs> lost to the Seahawks. I'd probably say the Seahawks were better. Cardinals losing to the Packers. That's when the Cardinals went to the a- uh, NFC title game. They lost to Cam Newton and them. Pats Falcons. I'd probably say the Falcons were a better team. That year over New England. Okay. It, it, I feel like that one's a little more debatable. Tough. Yeah. Where the other ones was more consensus. Uh, Rams Saints. I'd say the Saints were a better team. Yeah. That game was in the Superdome, brother. And then uh, Chiefs Pats. I'd probably say the Chiefs were better than the yeah. Pats that yeah. year. So, yeah, you're right. Bills Texans, I don't remember, but 2020, that was like the last. That was the first season that the Bills went to the playoffs. That was the uh, T-Mobile year? No, that was Deshaun Watson. Uh, Josh Allen was the quarterback. Oh, was that okay, Deshaun okay. Watson spun out of like three people, and yes. then they go down there and they kick the field goal. So, and then Viking Saints, the, the Saints were the better team. They were at home too. So, yeah, you're, you're right. A lot of times it's not the better team that wins. But I want to bring up a, a conversation we had in text that the fraudulent bills defense the fraudulent bills defense. Now, why why are they frauds? Why, I don't want to call frauds? them frauds. I'm obviously. You know, I don't want to say overreacting. I just, when you th- look at the Bills as a whole, I think they're a really good team. Mm. But I think a lot had to do with how amazing Josh Allen was and how much was put on his shoulders, right? And Can't you say that about a lot of teams that have elite quarterbacks, that the quarterback carries the entire franchise. Yeah, no, but I wanted to just get to the defensive part after it right. because everyone is complaining about, oh, a number one defense can't do that. A number one defense can't do that. But when you look at who the teams the Bills beat this year, I can rattle them off for you. The Bills beat the Dolphins, Jacoby Brissett, quarterback, Washington football team, Texans, rookie quarterback, Chiefs, week five, before they were rolling. But I'll give them a win there. Mm-hmm. It was a good win. Dolphins, Jets back up, Flacco. Or, or what Mike White, sorry. But Flacco played that game, too. Uh, Saints, backup quarterback. Panthers, backup quarterback. Pats, rookie quarterback. The Falcons and the Jets, rookie quarterback. Mm. Uh, 
I don't think they would have been the number one defense. I granted you have to play who's on your schedule, and I don't, and I can't take away, you know, some of the games that they played in terms of they're beating some of these teams forty to ten. But they've also had some stinkers too, where they lost to the Colts forty one fifteen. You remember that game? They lost. They lost to the Jaguars nine three in the middle of the season. So I think for as good as they looked, for as good as they looked against some good teams. They also looked really bad against some bad teams, and I just think the defense was a little overrated, and I think losing White was a big deal. You saw that. You saw that play out yesterday. I, Even though a lot of those were like, I don't want to call them checkdowns, but like Tyreek caught that ball in the middle of the field and then just, yo, isn't that the toughest, the toughest taunt, the deuces? Well, and it was on <laughs> Milano, too, who like Milano was ahead of him. But like, you know what Tyreek Hill was saying to himself, right? Like that white boy ain't catching me. Milano got cooked a couple times last night. Milano was here. Milano <laughs> cookie, up. man. You got... But Tyreek Hill's like, yo, this dude's five yards ahead of me and I'm full speed. This white guy's not slowing me down, bro. Deuces. <laughs> he got cooked a couple times. Yo, so a couple questions that these are the hot topics of the day, right? That everyone's got to ask. Uh, why did Buffalo kick it off and not squib it? Yeah, that's a big. Yeah. yeah. If Tyree Kill's back there, I understand. Tyree Kill wasn't back there. I didn't realize that until this morning. Like, when it happened in-game, in I actually said to myself, I understand. It's Tyree Kill. He already returned a punt. You think we'll probably talk about the Debo return yeah. in, in the third quarter for the Niners. Like, I understand what, what they were doing there. But it wasn't Tyree Kill. Mm. And, and as talented as some of those other guys are, I'm scribbing it. You can kill a few seconds off the clock, and you're probably only giving them one play instead of two. So the squib theory, I get it. But what happens if, like, you squib it and one of the up guys get it, and then they get it at the 35? It would have been the same thing you're saying, right? I feel like, essentially, it's kind of the same thing. But you're cutting the time off the clock. Right. So you're probably – the guy's getting the ball – Say he gets it at the 35. Yeah, and instead of 13 seconds, there's probably like nine seconds left. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. But So that's the thing. Do you, do you give up the time or do you give up the field position? That's why you kick it out the way I you think did. The field, I think the time was more valuable in that situation because— I'd agree with you, yeah. Because you I'm only— I'm presenting the scenario. You, no, no, for sure. You only had—at best, you had two plays. Yeah. If you scribbed it, I, I, there's a chance they only got one play. Mm. So— Obviously, look, Monday morning quarterback is everyone's favorite thing to do. It is. It is. Look, going back to what you said before, right? The overtime rules, yeah, we get it. We're complaining about it. But also, it's 13 seconds, dog. You got to make a play there. And what about this? Where'd the ball go? Kelsey. The guys that you got to like, put everyone on those guys. What are we doing? Well, yo, didn't we talk about this week one? Like, yo. Just double team those Yo, guys. we know how to stop the Chiefs. Y'all want the answers. Just listen to VM. We got you. Take away them two. Pringle, you want to do it? Congrats. You score a touchdown every now and then? Cool. Josh Gordon, he didn't, I didn't even get a snap. But like, McCall Hardman. Noah Gray. And, yeah, whatever. Stop letting these guys run fucking ballistic. 11, 150, and a touchdown for Tyree. And then Kelsey apparently on the last play of the game is like, yo, we, you know, the chemistry and shit, I, I kind of just cut my route short, improvised. It's like, yeah, that's what you get when you have these guys that have been in sync yeah. for so long. It's like a lot of time there's, there's improvisation. Rex Ryan, one of the kings of defense, uh, went on one of the ESPN shows this morning. And, you know, he was fired up because he's a defensive guy. And um, he was like, I would have rushed one. He goes, I would have I only rushed Mahomes with one guy. He goes, because 
I want him to kill time. I want him to drop back and, and, and waste time. He goes, you rushed four. He, you know, got to make a quicker decision. You got to get the ball out quick, which is what they needed to do in that situation. Yeah. So you played into what they wanted to do in the first place. You gave them left, less defenders to go after, in a sense, and you, and you made him do it faster. So he's like, they played right into their, right into their chops, essentially. Um, which is another thing to consider, too, you know? Yeah, and also, I think it's, you know, they go 45 yards in 13 seconds. <laughs> and it's, it's wild. Like, can you even do that in Madden? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think you can, bro. Like, that's so wild that that happened. And also, that's why I feel like when Josh Allen scores that touchdown with 13 seconds left, it, it, it felt over, right? Like, 13, who, who what's the cutoff, right? Who would have thought? Like, how much time? Now you know, like, 13 seconds is, is that's that's enough time now. <laughs> you saw all the memes going around, like, guys are going to start telling their girlfriends, like, 13 seconds is fine, baby girl, don't worry about they it. They played too far back, man. I don't. Hey, what do you make of, uh, do, do you think Josh Allen comes out of this? You know how, like, in fighting sometimes in the UFC, you'll hear people say, like, that guy lost or that girl lost, but. They actually won. That was Durant last year in the playoffs. Yeah, Durant losing, and you realize like that guy kind of willed them, or like a fighter loses, but you're like, man, you know, one judge had them winning, but you know, judges could be wacky or like. No, I mean, losses can you can find you can find victories yeah. and losses, and is that how you think uh, Buffalo is treating this? No. No. Not nah, right. You can't. Yeah. Josh like Allen and the offense. Yeah. There's a whole other side of the ball, man. And and I, and it go back and it goes and it goes back to me saying, yo, that's the number one defense in the league. Thirteen seconds, number one defense. Oh, we got this. We'll go win this game. Mm-hmm. Like to me, you're a number one defense. You're licking your chops. Thirteen seconds, and we win the game. Yeah, they also just got sunned by like one of the greatest. A, a, a guy, no a guy dispu- that's gonna go down as. There's no disputing that. I just Chiefs first NFL team in history to host four consecutive. AFC title games at home. Not playing four consecutive. Host. But host four. Let me just ask you one more question. Um, there's no denying that both offenses were elite in electric last night. I, I could make the argument, though, it was a lot tougher for Josh Allen to do what he did than for what for Mahomes to do what he did. Would you agree with me or not? Like, not, not, not like... Josh Allen had to do more in the sense of he's running with his legs. He's running for his life. He's making throws into tight windows. You know, he where Mahomes is. He also got nothing from his star wide receiver. receiver. Where, where, where Mahomes is, he's hitting, don't get me wrong. Like the Tyree kill, that was an amazing throw. He hit him in stride, but Tyree kill ran for 75 yeah. yards. Like there are other elements of that where it just felt like there was so much more on Josh Allen's plate. He's converting these fourth downs. Yeah. He's r- making these runs on, on, on 30. And then down. also you're higher on the Chiefs defense than you are Buffalo's. Yeah, I just think I just think they the both offenses had similar outputs. Yeah. But it took more stress on the Bills to do that than the Chiefs. Like it was I know it sounds it may not sound like I'm making much sense, but it was easier for the Chiefs to do that than it was for the Bills. The Bills needed to put their foot on the gas and they gave everything they had whereas the Chiefs it was kind of they're used to that by now. They're used to that. They've been there. They've done that. Yeah. They know that if they fall behind, they they sort of get comfortable in that. It's like, it's like oh, Warriors. we're down. It's the Warriors. Yeah, it's the Warriors thing, bro. And that's what you're just seeing. Like you're talking about a team that if they go on to win the Super Bowl, that'll be three straight Super Bowl appearances. You won two of them. 
four straight AFC title games, you're talking about a dynasty that's going to go down in history. You're going to be talking about this Chiefs team like a decade from now. Like, remember the Legion of Boom? Like, they were so dominant those years. You remember this Kansas City team? Like, you're going to start nicknaming this, this yeah. Chiefs, like this iteration of the Chiefs. For sure. As one that's going to be all time. And that's just, yo, that's what's going to happen, bro. And we'll wait and see what happens with the Bengals. But, like, you're feeling good if you're a Bengals. And I guess we could talk about that game now. Yeah. It, uh, unless there's more you want to talk about Bills and Chiefs? No, I was going to, I thought you were going to go. Packers yeah well the reason why I bring that up is to segue into that AFC side of it because I just think that if you're the AFC you're looking at the landscape of it your other teams are like at some point we gotta answer this test which is Mahomes and the Chiefs and until proven otherwise we haven't seen it Burrow we've seen in the regular season they answered and I went back and I watched that game this morning a little fluky like the Chiefs dominated that first half it was like 28-13 and they only scored a field goal after in the second half they were on the road in Cincinnati. That game meant more to Cincinnati than it did to Kansas City. 100%. But I also feel like that Bengals game, when they won that and Burrow throws for like 447 or some shit, Chase has the 200 yards, that's when people are like, oh, yo, hold on. What's happening in Cincinnati? People are like, oh, okay, this is for real. This Because they, like, they had a couple of big wins over the course yeah, of the Yeah, but then year. they also had some – like they got the shit beat out of them by the Jets. Yeah, the Jets lost. And that wasn't a similar Jets loss that the Titans had. They lost to the Jets. Where, healthy. Healthy, yeah. No, no COVID issues. No one was out. Like you just lost there. And then also they got they got the doors blown off them by Cleveland. I get it, division game, and that's all, those are always wacky. But for the most part, you weren't thinking this for the Bengals. That Bengals game over the Chiefs allowed people to believe, oh, shit, there might be something brewing in Cincinnati. And the reason why I'm bringing up Cincinnati now, we didn't go into Packers-Rams, is because I think the Bengals, looking ahead early, are going to experience that too, where it's going to be like, yo, there's levels to this in the AFC, and that's the that's where the crown is. That's where we got to go get. Even their social media is like, we got to go get the crown. Yeah. Right? If you come for the king, you best not miss. But we don't know what's going to happen with Joe Burrow in this because we haven't seen it. But we've seen it with Buffalo time and time again. They run into Kansas City in the playoffs, especially if that game's an arrowhead. It's really going to come down to, for these elite teams, what I think moving forward, if you're the Chiefs, if you're the Bills, if you want to be the Bengals, who knows what happens with the Chargers? You want to be the Raiders? Any of these playoff teams, you need to have home field. Because I think ultimately, we haven't seen Mahomes on the road, right? He hasn't played a road playoff game in his career. So until we see him have to go into Buffalo to win a playoff game or into Cincinnati or wherever it might be, I think everything goes to Kansas City. Yeah, I would agree with but you. But the Bengals, though. I'm worried. Yeah. That offensive line. Look that, what the Titans did. Yeah. And 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 you could make. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs have some stud pass rushers. They can go get the quarterback. Hopefully, Honey Badgers. I'm not sure what's going on with Honey Badger. That was a big loss early in the game for the Chiefs. I'd be I'd be concerned. You know why? Because he's had a history of like concussions too. And they've also had injuries to the corner. Baker had to step up and play more. Like my boy DeAndre. I mean, let's go, former Giant Goat. He's tossing and turning on the floor, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely agree with you. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I, I know we're not going to preview. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about the, about the Bengals' offensive line, but they gave up nine sacks. <laughs> and despite all that, though, Joe Burrow is just mad cool. So yeah, just... cool under pressure. Even though you know he was he, tw I remember he was like 21 of 29 at some point. He was dealing despite you know getting popped a whole bunch. He played a really good game. 
despite the numbers not showing that. I felt for sure. Like. No, he I don't he, think he threw a, he didn't throw a touchdown. Nah, he threw a pick. Yeah. And like Chase quietly had 100 yards. And I remember I played him on DFS and I, I took some of his over props. And, and the whole game, I was just like, damn, man, I feel like he hasn't really like done anything. And then you look and he has like 109. And you're like, so he oh. Catches a screen 20 yards. Right. And the then takes drag, that. Yeah, 20, yeah. Right. But Joe Burrow, I think that, you know, getting sacked nine times, you're not clicking with your receivers as far as like big explosive plays. And what you come accustomed to this Bengals offense, and they still win. Because yeah. I think that the Bengals' defense played really well, too. For sure. And they caused a lot of turnovers for Ryan Tannehill. The f- his first and last pass of the game were interception. I yeah. wonder what those odds were. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, the first He probably one, couldn't he, even get that back. He tried, he tried to throw it to Julio, but he also stared him down. And then forcing the ball to Aquina. So would you would you feel about this one? Derrick Henry comes back. It's you know about the normal workload. Got about twenty touches. He w- I feel like he was a little. I mean, who am I to say this? But I feel like he was running. I mean, this is obvious. He was running much better in the second half than the first half. Well, yeah. I mean, it just bro. He hasn't gotten hit in two and a half months. Yeah. He got a metal. What does he got a rod in his yeah. foot with plates? F- Foreman looked explosive. Yo, so you know where I think they lost the game when Foreman go comes in for Derrick Henry. And he rips that like forty yard run. I think it was forty. Where was it? Yeah, it was like forty five yeah. yard run. And then the next play, they throw a pass and it gets picked. It's like, bro, you just shredded them on back to back plays. Yeah. Like, what are we doing the there? Yeah. And I don't understand the. I mean, I feel like everyone's dissecting this play too. But was it the third down, Tannehill, the option keeper? Yeah. He st- and then he keeps it, gets stopped. No big deal. They probably knew they were going for it on fourth down. But then, it's like. I forgot. I don't remember who was calling the game, but they brought up a great point. It's like you needed like half a yard. You have Derrick Henry seven yards back behind the line of scrimmage. I understand you're going to run the ball, but it's like have him lined up a little bit closer to your running back, your your quarterback. It's such a short. Or like go with a big package and get like an extra tight end in there as a fullback and then throw in a fullback at, at that scenario there. I didn't understand that at all. But I think the one cool thing is, AJ Brown is really a force of nature. Dynamite. Five for one forty two and just just like a bully. He's he's one of the more like physically imposing wide receivers, I feel like. Yeah. Some about them old miss boys, bro. Him he's and DK, beast. like, dude is a fucking stallion. But yo, Uzoma too, back to back games coming up. Big big catches for them. Moving the chains, shit like that. Tyler Boyd only had two catches. Uh, T. Higgins played played pretty decent. Uh, I mean lot the week before against the Raiders, he had one cast, and he had like six or seven of them in this game. And I just think that nothing went well for the Bengals, still and they won. still won this game because yeah. McPherson, too. Well, I would say the defense things the de- went well. Yeah. yeah, but it was a good matchup. Great, Mike, Mike, great pick by Mike Hilton Yeah, on the deflection pick mm-hmm, by himself. Mm-hmm. A lot of big plays on defense. Um, Do you think Tannehill started his last game in Tennessee? Yo, I feel like there's... Of all the quarterbacks that played in the playoffs so far, I feel like six of them are going to be on different teams next year. He's one of them. Yeah, there's a couple other ones. Like I even think Jimmy G might be on a different team. Yeah, I think he, unless they win a Super Bowl, I think right? So. I think I think the Titans have a new quarterback. I think the the Bucks might have a new quarterback. Green Bay is probably going to have a new quarterback. Um, there's a few of them. The Raiders. Who knows what happens with the Raiders? Like there's a there's a lot of teams where I think they might go in a different direction, and that was one thing I was thinking about with, with the Titans, and also well, we were just talking about with the AFC. <laughs> you got to go through all those guys. Is How he good can enough? you possibly? 
look at your quarterbacks. And I get it, right? It's easy for you to be like, yo, just get a new quarterback. Like, how many good ones are there? It's like 10? Yeah. In, in, on the planet, right? Like, there's so many teams that need quarterbacks still, but you have one and you settle for it. It used to be the old, like, Andy Dalton take I used to have. It's like, yeah, you're going to give Andy Dalton at the time $17 million a year. Because, like, what's behind them? And he was stable for the Bengals. And it was, you know, it was okay. You were making playoff appearances. But then there's always that next level. Like, in anything, bro, there's that next level. Like, even me, I'm a jiu-jitsu blue belt. But there's next levels. When I go with brown and black belts, it's like, damn, so you still got a lot to learn. I wonder if there's... And that's how I feel about Ryan Tannehill with the Titans. It's like, yo, it's cool. It's dope. The the per 16 game, you take that and stretch that out. His numbers are up there with guys. But then when there's certain situations like this one... And you got to look. The pick at the end was inexcusable. It's just something It's just something different, man. Like, he can't take over a game. Yeah. Where, where some of these other guys, they can take over a game. I don't... It's just, if, if My bad, bro. I've cut no, you no, off no. a couple times. But, like, Joe Burrow got sacked nine times, bro. Like, he played like Eli Manning did against that Niners. Remember the Niners? They hit him, like, 18 times. Yeah. And then the famous play where the chin straps over his mouth and he's doing the timeout. Like he got hit. Joe Burrow got beat up. And if you're looking at that as a Bengals fan or, or the Bengals, you're like, yo, our guy got fucking smoked. And we still he gets won. up every time. And, and we still won, right? Like, yeah, you don't want your quarterback to get sacked nine times, but you still won. And it's like even on, even on a Mahomes bad day, even on an Allen bad day, even on a – on a Burrow bad day, they can overcome that. But when all these other echelon of quarterbacks have bad days, it's like a wrap for you. And I just wondered what the expectation was because I kind of always feel like he was a bridge guy. So, I obviously they have they have greater expectations, but like I don't know, are those expectations reality in the sense when you, to to your point when you don't have this quarterback? Like I was on the record saying. This is probably probably the worst number one seed in the league. You know, pointing at a couple different stats and very weak division, right? And and all of those things. And um, I don't know. I just wonder what the expectation is. I I wouldn't be surprised if that roster's loaded, man. Right? Great defense, great skill guys. So we'll see. I'm with you though. Weak number one seeds. Did the week off help or hurt? I think it helped. I think it helped both teams, honestly. I know it's it's kind of weird to say, but you got your guys healthier, right? Like, you got some of your guys back. Titans. Yeah, and, and, and Smith came back for the yeah for, for, for the Packers. You were talking about weak number one seeds. Can you make the case that both of these were kind of fraudulent number one seeds? You talk about a weak division in AFC South. Like, yeah, what, NFC North. NFC North is a juggernaut? You're right. That ain't the West. I mean, we're going to talk about that one now? Let's talk about that one. Yeah, you know... Let me give you this. Trivia. I didn't know the answer to this. How many times have both number one seeds lost in the divisional round the same divisional round? How many times? Yeah. Since? Or can you think of... Is there a year? Like, ever. Uh, five. Close. Four. Wow. Let's go. Four times. Do you yeah. know the last time it happened? No. Come on, Giants, son. Giants here? No, Jets here. Jets, baby! Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan. We went into New England. Went into New England. We were, I, re, I remember the... Yeah, now the he re, oh, Now he remember. Yeah, now he love it. And do I you mean, know who the other one featured? Hint. We're talking about them right now. Niners. 
No. Oh. Packers. Oh, remember 6th seed Super Bowl? Remember when they smoked the Falcons? So 20, that was the Mike Smith, Mike Smith coaching? Yeah, game? 2010. Talent was super tight. Uh, that was 2010, where both number one seeds lost the same weekend. Fun fact, this is the first time in NFL history it happened on the same day. Both one seeds on Saturdays. Yeah. Both lost. Now, where do you want to start? Because I did feel like of the four games we were going to talk about, this one and the Bills game were the ones that were going to carry the majority of the conversation. This was my favorite to watch, I think. Oh, oh, or sorry, sorry. The the, the game last night was the greatest watch. But I think going back to your point about the game as a whole, although this was a sloppy game, I thought it was fun to watch. These guys were battling it out. These guys are... Getting popped, going out, coming back in. It's snowing. They're slipping. It's just a gross, sloppy, tough football game, like from beginning to end. So I enjoyed watching the entire game. Whereas the Bills Chiefs game, I think we mentioned it before. You know, you put the game on at the two minute warning. This this was a football fans game from beginning to end. Whereas the casuals at the bar. Would have been like, what the fuck is that on TV? Yeah. Where the Bills and Chiefs one wasn't. Yo, and think about this, right? Green Bay comes out, and you're saying to yourself, yo, they just scored first drive. Quiet. Took the under right at that moment. Game's, game's going to, you know, 7 nothing right off the bat. And then get shut down. Yeah. And what was one thing that we spoke about with Green Bay all year? We liked the offense. We liked the defense. Special teams. 32nd in special teams. I and it showed. Block field goal before halftime. Missed. What else What else did they miss? The the fucking block punt, too. No, of course. You, well, you said missed field goal? Yeah, it yeah, got blocked. Field, block field goal, right block Right before punt. the half. And. You'd go up 10 nothing going into halftime. And at the end of the game, at the end of the last field goal, they only had 10 guys on the field. Yeah, defensively. So you're looking at that, and you're like, yo, look, we love the offenses, we love the defense, but special teams is important, bro. The Packers' strength as a team, and Aaron Rodgers, I think, is kind of the innovator of this. It's it's like, yo, I'm going to play this quarterback position at an extremely high level. I'm going to throw for 35 touchdowns, and I'm going to throw four picks. I'm going to be so efficient and accurate, and I'm not going to make mistakes, and that's how we're going to win. You know what I mean? Their ability to play mistake-free football is kind of, I think, one of their greatest strengths, right? It's it's how great and efficient Rodgers is. And LaFleur's a great coach. They're always very well prepared, right? Like no one can not many people can game plan better than him and not many people are better than Rodgers from an efficiency standpoint. So that's their strength. Two big mistakes. Mercedes Lewis fumble, seven zip going driving down. It's either fourteen zip or ten zip. You're driving down the field, you fumble on offense. Very unlike the Packers. And then, granted, their special teams have been a mess this year, but two blunders essentially making mistakes from that perspective, that, that's the game right there, right? Mm. So it's them doing things that were very unlike them. You know, their strength was not making mistakes, and they made mistakes, and it cost them. Aaron Rodgers completed 20 passes, right? 18 of them went to Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Have you seen the pictures and the videos floating around? Because I've been, I've been listening to Packers fans. Well, I, I saw the the one thing that I reposted of Alan Lazard being Wide open, open on, on the, the crosser. Third, third and I don't have a problem with that. I don't. It's third and 11. Game's on the line. I'm going to my guy. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't, I don't do the, ah, uh, he should have done this. It's like, nah, man. 
I believe in the moment you're going to stick with your guns. And they're the most prolific, most efficient, best quarterback wide receiver duo. Game's on the line. I need this first down. You saw Stafford do it. We've seen Brady do it time and time again. You're going to go where you got. Yeah. So to me, yeah, it sucks. Should he have gone there? Yeah, Lazard is wide open, but it's third and 11. It sucks because Lazard actually played well for them this year. Yeah. Last like six, seven games of the regular season, he really became a guy who he broke the touchdown record for the Packers. He's the guy that caught that ball. And he scored a lot of touchdowns last couple of games. I believe Allen said it on the pod after Devontae, he scored the most touchdowns in the NFL as a wide receiver in the last like oh. five games of the season. So yeah, it's if that was like St. Brown, Equimania St. Brown, I'd be like all right, I get it, bro. He don't want to throw it to him. like Or, or like Amari Rodgers. Like, I get that. The fact that it's Lazard, I would give people attacking Rodgers for not throwing to him. But also, like me, bro, I'm going You're down going to your guy. guy. Yeah. But let me ask you a question. Could that, could that be to his, to his detriment? Because I went down a rabbit hole. You know, you see the videos and, and the pictures and the screenshots. It's easy to say after. 20, you know, hindsight towards 2020. It's easy to play Monday Monday Court. Oh, you should have you should have hit him. You're right. But I kept digging and I kept, you know, I, I felt I felt like I got into like the pulse of like Packer fans, I swear to God, on social media. And it seems that there's a, a, a consensus where throughout Rodgers' career, he's he's leaned on his go-to guy too often. And Packers fans were complaining about he did it way too often with Jordy Nelson when Devontae Adams was younger. And the, and 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 Packer fans, no one's denying how great Aaron Rodgers is. But that seems to be one of his flaws is he leans on his go-to guy too much and he doesn't trust some of those fringe guys. And that could have be one that could be one his downfall over the course of his career because let, let's do it. You know, in the 12 years since he's won the Super Bowl, he's seven to nine in the playoffs. He's lost to Eli, Kaepernick twice. Oh, yo, yo. No, no, no. Watch no. your lip about Easy E. I'm just saying, Eli, Kaepernick twice, Carson Palmer, Jimmy G twice. Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. There's some guys on that list, you know? Kind of sus. Kind of weird quarterbacks to lose to, bro. They win 10 to 12 games every year, man. And he's got one Super Bowl, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I think he's great. But I do think, you know, whether it's him not trusting the guys around him or the guys around him not making enough plays, you know, is the chicken or the egg? What is it? Yeah. Is he not giving them the opportunities to make these plays or... Can I read you this tweet from a Stephen Ruiz, who I'm a fan of. He works with, uh, he's with The Ringer. He does some content. The 49ers drafted Alex Smith over Aaron Rodgers and have been to more Super Bowls than Green Bay since then, since drafting him, and they're 4-0 against them in the playoffs. My tweet was, Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. Come on, man. This game ridiculous. Yeah. I guess the criticism of Rodgers is, if you're as great as you are, shouldn't you have more? Shouldn't you have at least gotten to more than one Super Bowl? I think I don't I don't it's not like you know this is kind of a legacy criticism now I guess potentially you know it's like the first quarterback in NFL history to lose to the same opponent four times no quarterback <laughs> has ever lost that many times to the same opponent and having not beat him and bro you're so right I I didn't even like I I have it here in my notes and I and but I it was my Packers notes like bro the division's garbage the Lions have sucked for how long? Bro, <laughs> Jim Caldwell needs a job, and I tweeted that the other day. Jim Caldwell had the Lions, nine wins, ten wins a couple years. Anyway, Lions have sucked. 
The Vikings have been really inconsistent. You know, it's like that division, the Bears are the Bears, right? Kind of hot and cold. Nagy had the one good year, and that was it. Uh, they, I don't know, man. It's your boy, and, and, and he's extremely talented. But do, what do you think about the legacy? This, is a, this was an L for the legacy, no, a bad one. Well, I think now there's you can't have any excuses, like at all. There's no, you just can't, right? What was the excuses going into last year? Well, every NFC title game he's ever lost was on the road. All right, now you get it at home. You lose at home to no, Brady. No, didn't he lose to the Niners at home a couple years no, ago? No, no, NFC title game. Oh, title about game. NFC title games, right? Because he lost to uh, the Seahawks, right, when, when he lost to the Seahawks. And then it's like, all right, you're one in four in NFC championship games. And all your losses have been on the road. And it's like, all right, yo, we got home field now, man. We're feeling good about this. What's up? You lose. Right? You lose that one. Though it's funny because his only NFC title win is on the road when they played Chicago. And that was when Jay Cutler was out, too. Remember, Jay Cutler didn't play in that game. Like, Caleb Henny was his name. But anyway, going back to Rodgers, I just think now the excuses are done. Because what is it? What's the excuse? It used to be, right, because I got sidetracked. It used to be, well... His, his playoff losses are on the road, right? Like, a lot of those playoff losses on the road. If it comes through Lambeau, he ain't going to lose, right? All right, well, you get you get a one seed. You, you had a one seed when the Giants beat you, too. And you threw you won the MVP in, in 2011. So then last year, you lose to Brady and the Bucks. Ah, well, you know what? It was a weird year. It was COVID. Lambeau wasn't Lambeau. All right, so then what is it now? I just think the excuses are done. Yeah, and I think he... And I think... You know, he made some good throws, but he also missed some throws. Like, remember when they threw, they put Josh Norman on on, on Devontae Adams? And he kind of, I don't want to say he forced out him the ball. He was open. He missed a throw on, on, on down the sideline on one of those. He, he missed a couple throws for sure. Um, and obviously, we put him on this pedestal because of how great he is, and he deserves that. And I just think he came, he fell a little short yesterday. Well, I think it's, man, the quarterback position is just so, like, the, the winning and the losing is held to such high standards. I mean, we've talked about this so many times, how, like, you're a rings guy, right? Like, you value, across all sports, you're, you're like pro rings. Like, to you, am I wrong? To you, don't, don't you weigh in a debate, don't you weigh the rings? Team, I, w- I mean, I would say, like, team success. Ring, I mean, the rings falls under team success, for sure, but it's, it's not a ring, specifically. But team success, you know... You're comparing two players, right? You know who's won more championships, or who's had just you know their individual, you know their teams have had more success. Like, because uh, I don't only want to use championships as a specific example. But how can you say that the Packers haven't had success? It would have to be because of championships then. Postseason, like major postseason success. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Regular season, absolutely. Yeah. But like you know he. Some of his playoff losses, too. It's weird because Eli, uh, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning once threw four interceptions in a game and Vinatieri hit five field goals and they won. Yeah, that's the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Who? Peyton Manning that year. No, bro, with Vinatieri. This is when he was on the Colts. It was oh, like the Colts. Oh, like, oh. But I'm saying, like, Peyton Manning has won a playoff game where he got credit for the win where he threw four interceptions and the field goal kicker hit f- four or five field goals. I'm sure he had great and games. And then there was games where he threw five touchdowns and they lost. Aaron Rodgers, his first career playoff game, he threw four touchdowns, 423 yards against Arizona. They lost, right? There's other scenarios where, yeah, against the Giants at home, terrible playoff performance, absolutely. Against the, the Kaepernick season, he went 177 and a touchdown 
in the loss. But that's when Ka- Kaepernick went fucking ballistic. What about the Niners game? That was the other one, too. The, uh, another Niners game. So yeah. back-to-back years when they lost to the Niners. And then you have the NFC title game where he throws three touchdowns. So it's like, well, he threw, he threw one touchdown, two interceptions. So it's... It, it's just it's something all where obviously not on him, but you would you can you not agree with me with that based on all of these factors? Would you not make the argument? Like, don't wouldn't you expect Rodgers to have been to another Super Bowl? Yeah, for right? sure. That, I think that's kind of, and I know you can't place all of that on him. No, you can't, but the, you also could place a lot on him too. Like, it's weird. It's yeah. not. It's not. I just think that the excuses are all out now. Like, you can't you can't use that anymore. Yeah, I think it's sort of like the uh, the. The scale is like even now. How many quarter? How many? How many quarterback? How many? Matt Ryan's been to how many Super Bowls? Just one. Just one, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think of guys. You know, fringe guys who've like got to two. Yo, you know what was floating around, right? About Eli Manning. What? Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. In the last like 30 years, I think the Packers been to to two one two Super Bowls. It's like Eli Manning won two in four years. Yeah, I mean, and he, and he beat a, them twice. Think about the Packers organization. You've got two Super Bowl, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, back to back. Yeah, yeah. And how many rings? From one to another. Yeah. How many rings? Yeah, bro, it's hard to win. No, no, no. I understand too. that. I'm just. It's 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 not like oh my god, you suck. Mm. I, that's not the point I'm making. It's more so holy shit, look at this. Right. It's more of a head scratching disappointment that he hasn't won more. Yeah. And to be fair. The NFC isn't exactly the biggest juggernaut, too. And you've had a weak division. What has Brady done in a weak division? One seed, Every two single seed, division. I'm going to clean every, shit up, yeah. and shit got to come through us. Even if we weren't the best team year in, year out, shit got to come through us. We should talk more about the Niners, Debo, though, Debo, man. The Debo trend is going to pick up steam next year. The Cordero, the Cordero Patterson, the Debo Samuel. the. You know what I like that they're doing? Just get our guys the ball. Get our Figure guys. Figure it out later. Fuck your system. Fuck your play calling. Players. Well, that is. What do you mean? That is. That. No, but yeah, I'm yeah. saying not just the Niners. Yeah, I'm saying general. just in general. Like, yo, I got stallions. You're getting the ball, yeah. bro. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah. The Bengals even gave Jamar Chase some end arounds and shit against the Raiders. It's like, yo, I'm gonna get my guys the ball. I, just a, make plays. I have a running. Do we have a running joke with uh, with Maddie B, my roommate? Where obviously, if we're watching, bro, too many Maddie B references on the pod. We need some donations. He goes. He. It's like it's like whenever you're watching one of your guys in fantasy, it's like yo, right now would be a great time for an end around. <laughs> just like <laughs> like automatic points. You know what I mean? Like this is just a great time for an end around. And, and so I'm glad I've probably said that twelve times with Jamar Chase. Like, yo, they should run an end around to Jamar Chase. Just get your playmakers get your guys the ball. The ball. Yeah. It's almost like schoolyard football now. Even even that big play that the Bengals had was a wide receiver screen kind of that he took for yeah, 50 yeah. plus yards. It wasn't anything crazy. And then with Debo, like, oh my God. I want to talk about Debo in depth. The last thing I just want to say is like about this whole skill guy thing. It's like, it's like the NFL is shifting to the defenses are not going to want to let teams beat them deep. People are going to be playing too high safeties. The NFL is going to probably ad- adapt and morph into like guys that are yards after the catch. Quick, shifty guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. Debo's a force of nature, a freak of nature who can run people over too. But I just think it's the idea of, okay, if the NFL is going to adapt and take away the deep ball, you know how it is. It's a trend. It's a trend league. Like I think this whole Debo Patterson thing is going to be like the Wildcat next year. You're going to see more and more teams force their guys into the you know touches, which is awesome. And I think it's going to be these yards after the catch kind of guys because 
we'll take away the deep ball. It'll be bend, don't break for everybody. Yeah. Don't make a mistake. We'll try to rush four. Everyone's going to be trying to get edge rushers. I mean, that's kind of been the trend anyway. It's, you know, that's the Niners recipe, right? We can get to the quarterback with four. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of going to be the trend. But, bro, Debo, a warrior, bloody. He gets popped. It's the shoulder. It's the knee. He's coming back. He's hobbling off the field. Unreal performance. Yeah, like, and also their defense, right? Like, yeah. Bosa played well. Warner was the guy that forced that fumble. Um, Eric Armstead, too, was in the backfield a lot. Like, they had they had some playmakers. And, you know, the, the one concern that I have with them is, I don't want to say concern, but, you know, what do you think of these comparisons to the Giants teams? I don't think it's fair. I think it's more fair for the first Super Bowl run. Because, yo, Eli Manning threw, like, nine touchdowns, one interception in that second playoff run. In the second run. one? Like, let's not, let's not slander Eli Manning. On that second, that's the two Super Bowls that Eli won. The first one? Defense. Defense, and the team carried him. Absolutely. Plaxico Burris went crazy in that Green Bay game. I'll give you that. But that second one, bro, chill. You're not going to sway me on the defense <laughs> carry Nah, man. Hakeem Nicks, Victor Cruz, like, Easy e was slinging. I mean, I think there's the comparisons, at least to the first team, of being able to run the ball really well. You run the ball well. You don't want your quarterback to get into a shootout. He doesn't need to. And you have a great D-line that can cause pressure without having to blitz. Yeah. A little weak in the secondary. But you that have gets, a, But that the weak second. I was trying to figure out the entire year, and it, like it didn't. Like I, I, I was just like, "Yo, the Niners. I'm worried about their secondary. I have been worried about the secondary the entire season. Like that's their weakness. That's their weakness." But the pass rush. Bingo! Your corners may not need to be as great. Your safeties may not have to be as good. If your linebacker Warner is a stud in coverage, and you have an unreal pass rush. Yeah. It's like okay. You know, let's not spend the money on the corners. Let's spend the money on the pass rushers, and we'll make the corners look better. We'll get coverage sacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, coverage pick, sacks. Well, yeah, well, picks. Yeah. yeah, well, I was gonna say like you're gonna create turnovers in the secondary because of the pass. Oh, rush. yeah, 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 yeah. I meant to say the other way around. C- yes, yes, coverage sacks is usually like the when corners you have playing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so, right. um, but talk about a team. We had mentioned it at the beginning, where it's like imagine thinking of a team. You know, how do you win now? You need an unreal quarterback. Or, like, that's the way to win on the road. Or you can just have an unreal rushing attack. Mm. Because, I, I mean, that's a recipe. But, like, was it unreal, though? Like, Mitchell didn't really have a, a wild game. It's not like he ran for Oh, no, no, no. I'm just talking yards. about kind of the, the, their team's recipe. Like, yeah. it's ground and pound. It's, you know, play really good defense. It's ground and pound and play action. And then, you know, on some unreal guys after the catch. Um Jimmy G. Dude wins, bro. 14 and 5 against the spread as an underdog, too. I can't figure it out if we give him credit or not. Like, I don't know. Obviously gotta give him credit. I'm not I'm not doing that thing. But like he makes some throws where you're just like you 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 Yo, how many times does he like throw to the flats and you're just expecting a pick six? Because he, there was like four or five of the, them to against. To Mitchell, right? The lame duck throws? Yeah, or like to like use check. Or, you could do you could that, that same outcome can be done differently. Like you don't need to throw the duck instead of flat. Like, can't you throw it at someone's ankle seven yards in front of like I just always expect those passes to get picked by him. It's because yeah. it, it seems like he's staring down the guy too, and then it comes out late and you're just like just hoping. Uh, and it's funny because the Jimmy G interview after the game, he was like Fuck was, the Packers. That one? No, no, no. That was that was tough though. But yo, you know what I you know what I also he's think? Confident. Not even that. 
I mean, he has dude the is, Joe Burrow confidence. But dude is mad good looking too, so for you know sure. that he's confident. But I think that was more for Robbie Gold too, son, because he played for the Bears all those years. You don't think that was why? Because that's what I thought. It's like he goes up to Robbie Gold. He's like, "Yo, fuck the Packers, man." I don't think it. I don't think Jimmy G has hate for the Packers. Like, why would he have hate for the Packers? Every time you play him, you beat him. Yeah. It's not like you have hate for the Packers. You didn't play for them. I think it was more for 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 Robbie Gold. That's cool. That's nice. Nice little edge. Yeah, there. it's like yo, fuck that. Because you're man. a fucking legend. Yeah. Uh, he Jimmy G after the game goes, you know, he goes, I know it sounds crazy. He goes, but I kind of felt like we were in control most of the game. And I was like, they didn't have the lead, but I kind of knew what he felt because the defense was just playing so good. Yeah. And you were never, you never were too far behind though. So that's why you could feel like you're, yeah. you're still in control. Like even when they were down to the Rams, 17, nothing, they still felt like they were, they were still able to do what they wanted to do. Rams could have put the Niners away. I know. Rams gave them life. Could have ended their season. Now they're playing each other in an NFC title game. Rams, though. McVay struggles with Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. Come well, on, let's not, let's kid. <laughs> he love it now. Yo, uh, dope pat, by the way. I like it. Is that who you're hitching the bandwagon on for the rest of the playoffs? You have been team I feel Kyle. like I've been riding yeah, them for so have. long. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the Rams, though, because we don't want to preview too much. Rams, big win. Almost gigantic loss. Almost catastrophic. Almost, can you believe they gave all that up for Matthew Stafford conversations today? Cam, but Cam Akers, man. Cam Akers, too. Yo, what do you think of this? Do you think it's because he hasn't played much that he fumbled like that? Because they weren't like root. He, he didn't get smoked on any of them. Those felt like lack of contact, just haven't had the reps. I like Mc, that McVeigh went back to him and then he fumbled again. Yeah. It's and like, then he had Sony Michelle in the end, Because he's like, you know what? Nah, you gotta I get know your guys I can't confidence. win a Super Bowl without, without him. him. Yeah, yeah. Nah, for sure, for sure. Great coaching decision. Yeah. Fucked him, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did Sony Michelle ever do? All he's done is just, like, produce. At least for, like, the tail end of that season, right? Yeah. All he did was produce. Well, I think one of the reasons why, you know, the Rams at one point won, like, five games to end the year. And then they lost to that Niners team. And I think I even talked about it with you. But I remember I talked about it on the pod how... It seems so doom and gloom with the Rams because they were getting away with Stafford pick sixes and you're still winning those games, but they were on a winning streak. And one of the main reasons why was because they were able to put the ball in Sony Michelle's stomach. And yeah, he's not breaking off 70 yarders. He's not breaking off 20 yarders. He's a bruiser. But, you know, four or five yard gains. But you, know, you pick up four yards every time. I'll never forget my high school coach is like, yeah, Yo, if I pick up four yards every time on the rush, you're never throwing a pass in the game just because it's always going to. Lead to a first down. Yeah. And that's kind of the offense, bro, is play action. You know, that is kind of, you know, he never abandoned the run, kept doing it, and and, and it paid off. And, but, and now it's it's clearly Cam Akers because Cam Akers had 24 rushes <laughs> to Sony Michelle's one rush. Van Jefferson had an end around. And then that was it. That was a rushing attack. So they need Cam Akers. They want Cam Akers to be that. But I think the story of this game, 1,000% is Matthew Stafford. And Cooper Cup, which, I mean, Cooper Cup, you know, triple crown winner. How do you let him get open on third and 20 like that? You know, in four career games against Todd Bowles defenses, here are Cooper Cup's numbers. 2019, nine catches, 15 targets, 121 yards and a touchdown. 2020, 11 catches, 13 targets, 145 yards, no touchdowns. 2021, nine catches, 12 targets, 96 yards, two touchdowns. 2022, nine catches, 11 targets, 183 yards and a touchdown. 
this guy's sliced and diced you the last three years, four years. How do you have single man coverage on him with 22 seconds left? How many, how many like 14 year old white kids do you think Cooper Cup has inspired to think that they could be the best wide receiver? You got to be like six one, six two first. Yeah, because yo, he's big. Yo, people don't realize. Bro, yes, dude. I'll never forget. They were playing the Vikings on a Thursday night football game when Jared Goff was the quarterback. And they brought Cooper Cup and Robert Woods on the panel after. You know when they do the post-game shit? Bro, Cooper Cup is a fucking tank. tank. With the beard. He's like 6'2". Because you think of him, white guy, slot, 5'9", right? Nah, 6' foot at best. Right. On a good day. But not. He's built like Eric Decker kind of, right? Like Eric Decker was a real like wide receiver. And Cooper Cup, like, yo, he's not a slot guy. Yeah, he lines up in the slot. And dude's just... East, just sunning dudes. After the game, Bowles doubled down, and he's like, <laughs> "It was so crazy because it's one of those times where it's like, hold on, I want to just make sure that I, I heard what you said. You you actually said this, right? This was one of those situations. So Bowles was like, "Yeah, it was a miscommunication. It was an all out blitz, and, and and everyone didn't blitz." I said, "Hold on, wait. So you're saying it was an all out blitz? I, I didn't hear you wrong. Like, yeah, you all out." Blitz. Yeah. Against a guy who is the number one passer against the Blitz this year and has only been carving And they you didn't up. have a timeout, right? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't recall. No, I think the Rams had one timeout. No timeouts. No, no, no. Because they didn't they call a timeout? I don't think. I, I, I'd be lying to you right now. I don't I'd think be, they had oh, a timeout. Oh, no, because he spiked. He spiked and then, and then Matt Gay came out to kick the field goal. But, yeah, I mean. The yeah, last, no, they didn't have a timeout because yeah. you're right. He spiked. The last... Again, similar to what we said about Pat Mahomes. He went to Kelsey, and he goes to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, 9 for 183 and a touchdown. After the game, Stafford goes, Cooper Cup ran uh, I forget what it's called. He goes, it's called for the love of the game route. He goes, Stafford goes, he, he ran a love of the game route because generally speaking, what he's doing there is he's just there to clear it out for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, but he cleared it out when he was by himself. He so. put his hand up right away, yeah. Imagine I mean, that. that? Fool, Imagine. Yeah. And that was a dime, too. Yeah, for sure. Hit him and try. But just think about that. Like, the play that they called. I mean, that's great. That's a great job by them, them on the execution front. But it's like, just think about that. The play that what worked in this crucial moment, they didn't even, like, dial that up. I think it's on the defense there, especially yeah. the call. Well, you know, they ruled out Tristan Wirfs right before the game. And I think that was a big reason why the Rams won that game, too. They had... Yeah, Brady didn't complete any passes early on. They had six QB hits, three sacks, uh, and a lot of just like hitting Brady's arm, ball coming out wobbly. Giselle last night, probably a little worse. She was tight. Yeah, yeah, she was tight. She was celebrating when they showed her. Her and the kids were in there. They were having a good time. But then after that, like, Von, Von Miller... Vintage, vintage Von Miller, Aaron Yo. Donald too, like you know Floyd also, and not even even the times that they didn't get to Brady, it was like they would close the pocket on him, and he would have to make those like sort of jump kind of passes. But Brady clawed their way, they clawed their way back. What a wacky stretch, right? Von Miller, when they're up two touchdowns, gets the strip sack. They're celebrating. You're feeling, feeling good. I'm feeling good. You know, I go to take a piss. I come back. Ball gets snapped past Stafford. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Imagine. And then the ball's out the 50, and you give them life. You just continue to give them life. And everyone was saying the same thing on social media. Another Brady moment, another Brady moment. And then they tied it. Yeah. Subconsciously, right, in everyone's head. At, because all of these guys now, all these guys on the Bucks, at least, uh, not the Bucks, uh, on the Rams, the young players, 
These guys grew up watching Brady. Bro, you didn't hear Odell after the game? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yo, we, we he's the goat he was, over there. He, yeah, he was going to get us again. He's the goat over there. It's kind of like the LeBron effect. Yeah. Where it's like, yo, we got LeBron, we got a chance. No matter how bad it looks, down 31 to the Warriors. We got a chance. You know, it's like, yo, we got we got Brady. We got a chance. Fournette played really well yesterday, yo, too. Yo, I wrote it. Yo, I wrote this down. The fourth and inches run with Fournette. Balls. Yeah. Everyone and their mother knew Tom Brady sneak. Sneak, he's yeah. On, he's, no, I don't think he's... <laughs> He's probably converted every QB sneak in his career. Yeah, probably. Yo, Fournette. I was like, <sighs> I was going crazy at that point. That was that was that was BDE right there. Yo, dude. Yo. How about uh, how about Odell too, man? Showing, showing, he still got it. You still, you know what wrestling fans would be chanting right now? You still got it. You still got it. That's what you would be saying, but yo, people forgot. People forgot. And how about this, dude? How about this? Odell's dad, man. He got to start making some videos. Yo, the new LeVar Ball, right? He knew. He knew. But yo, how about this? You know who everyone in the (laughs) NFC has to blame? Themselves. You know Odell cleared waivers, right? Odell. The Packers supposedly had, the Packers were interested, but they didn't sell him on the idea. Like when supposedly Odell spoke to McVay on the phone. And McVeigh had had plans and plays drawn up in his head in the event he got Odell before the opportunity even presented yeah. itself. Imagine being a receiver and you're like, okay, I have two opportunities. One of the coaches is extremely innovative. Granted, so is LaFleur. Right. Two really good quarterbacks. One's in L.A. But, and the team in L.A. has all these ideas for me in a situation where I was just stuck. And they didn't have anything creative for me. I'm going to the guy that has these ideas for me. And yo, let's not get it twisted. Odell is a big, big market guy. Big city guy. LA guy. LA is perfect for him. If it's not New York, it got to be LA. It got to be like Dallas. You need to be on a team where you're like a main attraction. And yo, big plays. Continuing to make big plays. And I also feel like it's opened up stuff for Cooper Cup too. Yeah. You got to treat Odell like it's Odell. Because he is getting open. Early on in the game, that first drive was like two catches to Odell. And he's just reminding people that it happens a lot, bro. It happens a lot to so many athletes. You get put in a bad situation. Yeah, It's the only... Sports are the only place where if you're good, you get rewarded by going to shit. You get drafted when you're the man in college. When you're the best girl on your basketball team, you're the number one pick. Who has the number one pick? Worst team. The worst team. So he leaves, goes to New York, leaves, goes to Cleveland, forces his way out, whatever you want to say. doesn't matter. In the end, I feel like both teams lost those deals. But that's a different conversation. But Odell goes over there, and he's in a hellhole. He can't get the ball. He's not has no chemistry with Baker. Yeah, his boy's there. Landry's there. That's cool. But Landry the isn't didn't a guy. Fit him. It just didn't fit him. So he goes to L.A., and it's like, yo, you know what? You don't need to be the guy. We brought you to Cleveland to be the guy. You don't need to be the guy here. Yeah. You need to be like 2A, 2B. And then bam. Yeah. And that's what you got now. When I think of the Rams, I think Cooper Cup, the running game as a whole, like yeah, whoever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. And then like you got Odell as like the third option. You yeah. know, with whatever running back it is, you know, whoever it is. And then like he's the third option. That's yeah. Um and I think I think what you're seeing is Stafford. Regardless of what happens this weekend against the Niners, Stafford has always been a super talented dude who was in a bad situation in Detroit. Big opportunity for him. He went, yeah, he went. I mean, talk about a guy whose career is going to be looked at different if he wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
and oh, who, yeah, we'll have one right big deal we'll have one yeah for sure and yeah. 13 years into the game too like you've been in the league for a while and yo look there's three football games left him two of them are going to be in la we could be looking at a scenario where back-to-back seasons a home team plays Hosts. in the super bowl yeah. But you do have the McVay-Shanahan thing. In 10 yes. meetings, 7-3 against the spread, and he's beat him six straight times. I think there's a subconscious element to like, damn, that's the guy who told me what I know over there. Well, I think... It's like he's in my head. How about this, though? What do you feel about this take? And we'll start wrapping it up. Do you feel like both NFC opponents are happy with the draw that they got? Can I give you my reasoning why? I think the Rams are happy that it's the Niners because they're like, yo, the game's at home. We don't and we don't have to go to Green Bay. We don't got to go to Green Bay. It's not going to be cold. Play in the shitty weather. Yeah, who knows where it's going to be, right? Right. And 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 it's a home game, and it's against an opponent that we know. Yeah, they've whooped our ass, which is the flip side of the Niners, where they're like, oh, dude, we get to play the Rams. We've been sudden them for six matchups. You're right. I think both teams in the NFC title game are like, okay, we're in. Let's do it. I mean, there's, it's just the Niners, bro. Real quick, it's just Jimmy G, best game manager of all time. Already. <laughs> In terms of like putting everything around him, great coaching staff, great scheme, great system, great players around him, he is the cutoff, I think. Yeah. Of like, okay, this is like, because he makes some plays where you're like, holy shit. You know, this I mean, is yeah, a great he made play. some big throws against yeah. the Packers there. At he the end slices of the game. and dices people over the middle at times. Does he make some bad throws? Of course. In some bonehead plays, of course. But there's that element I think of just he's confident. You know, like he just has that. He has the burrow confidence. I think he's like, yo, no matter what, I always just think it's gonna be okay. Yeah. He's a he's kind of like a winner despite his like shortcomings at times. And just real quick, great call by Shanahan. We're going real quick, going back to it. Putting Debo back there in the third quarter. I think the momentum shifted a bit when Debo returned that kick to the 50-yard line. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then real quick, Brady, done? Well, that's what I was going to also bring up, Because I was just going to bring it to the Niners real quick. <laughs> I heard. I think I heard Florio say it. What if Brady, Niners lose, Trey Lance ain't ready, Jimmy G's is gone. What if Brady plays his final year in his hometown for the team he rooted for? San Francisco, He's just, ah. you know, it's like literally the perfect bridge for Trey Lance. Yeah. I mean, it sounds cool. I wouldn't. No. Yeah. It just sounds cool. That's it. That's cool. You can say yeah. That. It sounds like a storybook ending, right? You know, he, his idol was Joe Montana. That's the team that Montana played for. They're, they need, they, they're going to need a quarterback. They're going to sure. need a quarterback too. The team is good, right? Like you're in the NFC title game and who, who knows? You Imagine go there if you had Brady going this week. Brady on the Niners. Just think about that. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't know. I feel like you know what I would do if I was Brady. I'd I'd wait to see what happens with like Rodgers and Russ. Think if those two quarterbacks leave the NFC. What's left? Dallas, What's Dallas? Yeah, I'm Dallas. I know. It's basically Stafford. You can make the argument though. Dallas could lost to a team that. May go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm. I'm just to, to for any right, Cowboys. But, it, but if you're looking, if you're looking at the landscape of the NFC quarterbacks in your div- division, you're clearly the best one. You look at the North. If Rodgers leaves it, you're clearly the best one. You look at the East. It's Dak. Cool. Yeah, but it's the Cowboys too. 
until proven otherwise, you're doing the first round balance dance for the foreseeable future. You look at the West, it's Stafford. It's whoever's going to be the quarterback of the Niners. It's Kyler Murray who... We'll see. You're going to have to I mean, pay that man. talented, but... You're going to have to pay that man $40 million. I don't know if that's going to be something you want. And then if Russ leaves, who's the quarterback in Seattle, you're looking at it with the Bucks like... Roster's great. We'll, oh, but depending on what they do with the caps, though. We'll, we'll be the one seed, and yeah. then it'll go through us again. And if, if half our wide receiver core doesn't completely fall apart, we'll be all right. If, as long as Russ doesn't go to New Orleans. <laughs> if Russ goes to New Orleans, Brady's Russ retiring. Russ goes to New Orleans, he's out. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah, uh, yeah man. but I just think like if I was Brady, that's how I would think of it. I can't see Brady going out like that, though. The competitor in him, right? Yeah. But then again, I don't know. It's he said weird, he's going to play till forty-five. That's next year. He's on. He's he's his contract is is goes through next year. He he said the entire time he's playing till forty-five. And then I think out of nowhere, something last week came up that he's like non-committal about it. Well, yeah, that's the thing too, man. Like if you're, I feel Brady strikes me as someone that's super self-aware. Yeah. So I don't think he would want to go out like Breeze did, where Breeze was like. Man, you were kind of shot for two years now, and you kind of just held on, and you became a shell of yourself, like Big Ben too, Eli Manning. Yeah, but Brady led the league and touched. That's what I'm saying. Where Brady now, I feel like if he was to leave, it'd be like, yo, bro, I might. A lot of people think I am the MVP, right? Even from just like a a, a playing saying, like his numbers are better than Rodgers's, like all across the board. Yeah. The only thing that Rodgers has is the games that he missed. The game that he missed, his team looked so bad, and yeah, he probably has some more impressive wins. And they got the one seed, right? But I also feel like this is why you got to give those awards out right after the season ends. Cooper Cup MVP? Uh, Brady, let him retire. I, yeah, I think... I, I don't know. I, I feel like he retires. I kind of I kind of feel like... The fact that those reports came out, I wouldn't be surprised now. That to kind of kind of soften the blow? Nah, just be like, yo, you know what, man? Like, what else do I have to prove, right? You've made 10 Super Bowls in 22 seasons. It's cool because he drove them back. Well, not drove them back, but, I mean, the Rams made a ton of mistakes on their own. But, like, it was cool, kind of. You know, they fought their way back and they lost. Great way to go out. You left time on the clock and Stafford just made two of the most ridiculous throws that he's ever made. And, yeah. and you lost by a field goal. Yeah. I liked it, man. This was a fun weekend. Oh. It was a really fun weekend. What's it like on the betting lines? Betting life. Well, up 11 on the spread. 31 and 20 against the spread. Okay. Or thir- 10 or 11 up. Saturday couldn't have gone worse for me. Rough Saturday. Good Sunday. Good Sunday. Got some props still tied. We still got some props. We got some life. What do you mean? Come on, baby Rams. We've been oh. on the Rams since August. Yeah, now he forgot. That's why I was telling you when you were fucking lighting me up today in the group chat, I don't mind the Packers losing. I lost a lot of money on the Packers, whether it was against the spread. It was my favorite pick of the week, right? It's funny because the two games I was the most confident on, I lost. The two games that I was the most conflicted on, I won, right? Both came down to the wire, right? But the reason why the Saturday blow feels a little better now, Monday, than it did on Saturday was because I didn't know what the Rams were going to do. If the Rams lost, I would have been a double. I would have been, oh, been miserable. I would have been fucked up. But the fact that the Rams won, and I'm like, yo, I got what I wanted. The, I didn't want to have one to play And the one seed's gone. Yeah. The one seed's gone. You're going to play at home. You're the favorite. That it's all I could ask dream for. Dream scenario. And then you hedge in the Super Bowl if they get there. We'll see.
We'll see. We'll see. I'm not going to be on until after the NFC title game, right? Yeah. And you'll, the NFC title you'll game. You'll be, yeah. Chiefs probably win by two touchdowns. You think so? Yeah. Alternate spread gang? I'm not sure. I'll probably just tease the Chiefs down to win, win outright, because mm-hmm. I think they're a six-point favorite. So I'll probably tease the Chiefs seven, down. Seven. There's seven Seven, now. Yeah, yeah. So, so just win. win. And then I'll probably tease the Niners up. Mm. Keep it close. Yeah. Yeah. The one I sent you hit, by the way, it was it was it was Chiefs eight and a half, and it was over forty eight. I teased six down on the over under, and I gave the Chiefs six points, and that one hit. So, um, and last thing I said it, I think on the podcast last week, Green Bay, the under, ten degrees or less in Lambeau, seventeen games, and ki- after kickoff, it's less than ten degrees. It's gone under forty seven all seventeen times. Hmm. I saw 48 and a half live after the Packers scored and went under. So, but yeah, yo, follow me on Twitter for picks. IMPY718. At Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. We got some new members of the Patreon, brother, brother. Let's give them a shout out real quick as we're here. New members of the Patreon. Thank you very much. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Uh, you get ask- access to the Discord. You get access to bonus content, extra content, shout outs. Hit us up at Veterans Minimum to join the Super Bowl boxes. It's a $50 entry. We're at like 38 names now, so we got a couple weeks to fill it up. Um, Patreon roll call, we got Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak, Stephen Briggs, Ryan Pisner. Sorry for your loss, man. Buff, man. Buffalo game. Yeah, that's hurting. Yeah, I was going to make a ride up to Buffalo this weekend, bro. I was going to go up. I was talking to my old college roommate. He's like, dude, come up. He's Don't like, go there now. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to be it's gonna be rough. Uh, new pledges. Bradley Peller. Bradley Preller. Sorry. For the full year. A full year commitment. Shout out to you. Thank you. Trevor McKnight. That's Pilot Trevor. John Reddick. And then Abu Sufian. Let's get it. Let's Shouts get to it, everybody. man. Shouts to everybody. Uh, leave us a rating, a review. Like, subscribe. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe there. Um, tables, ladders, chairs. Oh, oh my! Royal Rumble this weekend. Shawn Michaels won the fastest Royal Rumble of all time. Or he was? Is he the only one to win as the first person? Uh, I think he was the first person to, to win, win it, it as, as the, the first person. person. Yeah. I don't know. Stone Cold got three of them, son. He's won three Royal Rumbles. Yeah, back to back too. Damn. Yo, I, I heard. I heard WWE is gonna be acquired. Yeah. By one of the big media companies. Huh. Also, I heard ESPN may get acquired by like Apple. Wow. These big, uh, I don't know if we're going to do two minutes on the business of sports, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple wants to get into the sports game. Mm-hmm. Um, do they need some people to call games? Like, I, what's up with some flavor? That would be fun. <laughs> Apple and uh, so, you know, there's rumors of Apple buying ESPN, just ESPN. You know, Disney would yeah, basically yeah. say, hey, take the sports. Um, and then there's also rumors of, of WWE being purchased by like a media company hmm. or one of these streaming companies, for example. Well, I know when the UFC sold for like $4 billion at yeah. the time, that's when like people were like, yo, what could WWE sell for? Yeah. Because with WWE, the interesting thing with them is number one, nostalgia sells. Yeah. And then number two, it's always going to cater to a, a new fan base because it's now it's become very PG and it's really catered to like the under 18. Like the demographic now is like predominantly the under 18 
And there's no new wrestling fans. And parents spend their kids' money. Kids spend their parents' right, money. Right, right. And there's no new wrestling fan. Like, I'm not going to grab a 30-year-old dude that's never watched wrestling and make him a wrestling fan. You're right. It's a thing that you grew up with. You, you, yeah. It's like a sport that you play. It's like one of those things where you get brought into it. That's why he's on the board. You know that's what I'm saying? Like, we're here. Watch out, man. ESPN. And, and WWE. That's it? Yeah, that's it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.